Welcome to episode 61 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 60, our guest was Randy Roberts discussing executive and career coaching. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today's episode discusses complacency. Our guest is Sean Dotson, former founder and president of R&D Automation, which is based out of Sarasota, Florida. Sean Dotson is an experienced entrepreneur and C-suite executive, a 28-year industrial automation and robotics industry veteran. He founded and served as president of R&D Automation for over 18 years, exited the company after a successful sale to private equity. R&D Automation is Florida's largest manufacturer of custom robotic, assembly, and packaging machinery, serving the medical device, durable, and customer goods markets. As the founder and president of R&D Automation, Sean doubled the size and revenue of the company every three years. Starting with three employees in 2005, R&D now employs over 65 engineers, designers, technicians, and support personnel. He championed cross-functional collaboration across business units and technical teams during projects to gather requirements and cross-references business requirements with existing product capabilities. Sean oversaw end-to-end M&A activities, including all legal and compliance work on defending patents, non-competes, non-solicitation, and trade secret infringement resulting in two separate acquisitions. Sean sat on the board of directors of the Sarasota Areas Manufacturers Association for several years and is a participant on the Sarasota County Technical Institute and Manatee Technical College Advisory Panels. He currently sits on the Board of Advisors for Robotics at the Emmy Rinker Senior School of Construction Management at the University of Florida and is a regular guest speaker at the University of Florida. Sean has also spoken at a variety of manufacturing and labor-related forums and conferences. Let's welcome Sean Dotson. Sean, welcome to the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Sean, I'm always interested in people's stories. What's your background in becoming the founder and president of R&D Automation? Sure. It's a long story, but I'll try to keep it a little short. I uh, got a degree in mechanical engineering and uh, went into the automation and packaging industry pretty much right out of school. Worked for a couple companies and they were bought by larger and larger firms. I finally was was running one of the uh, divisions of a very large a multinational billion-dollar corporation when they decided they had too many locations all over the United States and the world, to be honest with you. So they asked me to uh, move some products all over the world, but I had this custom automation group where I kind of came up through the ranks. And I didn't really know what to do with it. So I told them, I said, well, why don't you sell it to me? So I bought and brought along two of my top engineers Started R&D Automation in uh, 2005 and grew it from three people in a little tiny 2,500 square foot unair conditioned uh, strip mall uh, shop in Florida to uh, a 60 person plus uh, you know, leader in the industry. A couple acquisitions along the way, bought some medical device packaging company, bought a machine shop, 
kept growing, growing, growing. And now we have 60,000 square feet in, uh, in Sarasota, Florida, and one of the larger in the Southeast and certainly the largest in Florida. Wow, that's a great story. Our topic today is complacency. I saw your post on LinkedIn, and that prompted me to reach out to you. How did you decide to post that topic? <laughs> yeah, it's um, as with most of the topics, something it's always in the back of my head, but then some little thing will come and spur a, a thought. And I said, I gotta, I've got to get this brain dump out. And for me, it's a little bit of therapy, uh, to be honest with you, is kind of just getting it off my chest. But I, I see a lot of companies and, and quite honestly, partners as well, who are just, they're afraid to change. They're afraid to evolve. They know they need to. They know that if they just keep doing the same thing, they're going to get the same results, of course. They're just, they're sometimes just scared um, or they have analysis paralysis of, of not being able to move forward. So a perfect example is, and anybody in the custom automation industry has gone through this exact same thing, a customer coming to them, asking for a quote, and then delaying, 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 purchasing for six, nine months, sometimes even a year. And then they come back and say, now we need the machine now. We need it in three months. Well, you know, the machine lead time is a year. Uh, so it's frustrating to see some of those companies knowing that they really need to do it, but they just don't put the time in to make the decision. Sometimes it's hard decisions to make, but sometimes we have to be bold. We have to not be afraid to make a failure as long as we don't keep making the same failures over and over again. Well, complacency can be a silent killer of business, as you're alluding to. What do business leaders and company owners need to do to avoid complacency? There's a quote, Mark Twain has a quote, that continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. So we need to be making these decisions. Mistakes are not bad things. That's how we learn. I think there's, a, there's another famous quote, I think it was Edison, that said he didn't fail a thousand times. He just learned a thousand times how not to make a light bulb. This is how we learn as humans is by making mistakes. Now, we certainly don't want to make the same mistakes over and over again. And we want to have some education and some, some analysis behind our thought process. But we can't just kick the can down the road. I've seen that a lot of companies not knowing an answer or asking for help is considered a sign of weakness. At R&D, our culture was the exact opposite. It was, if you're spinning your wheels trying to solve a problem for days on end and you can't get to the answer and, and you're too either proud or scared to go ask somebody for help, for us, that's not a good thing it, because you know your cube mate may know the answer right off the top of his head and all of a sudden, boom, now you're off to the races and you saved days worth of, of time. So don't be afraid. We want you to try, of course, you know, on your own, but if you get stuck, don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm, I'm not sure about this. Can somebody, can, who knows about it? Can somebody else give me a hand? Great is the enemy of good. They're another cliche, but it's, but it's very true. It's sometimes you've just got to just get going instead of trying to make everything perfect. We're speaking with Sean Dotson, former founder and president of R&D Automation. Sean, you just mentioned about kicking the can down the road. That usually results in hoping the problem will go away, but it only makes it worse or makes it bigger. How do you instill a sense of urgency into your company to avoid complacency? A couple of different things. Communication is a big one. Some of our newer, younger engineers like to use forms of communication like email or texting or, or things like that versus good old fashioned phone call. While, well, certainly I use text and I use email you know, a lot. That's a passive form of communication. You're waiting for that other person to get back to you. Whereas in a phone call, 
or, or conversation in person, you're having that one-on-one. You know, I try to teach the engineers all the time. It's, if it's something that can wait and you don't need an answer for three or four days, then sure, an email is probably fine. But if you're stuck and can't go any farther until you get this information, then pick up the phone, make that phone call. And it's not really a, it's not a criticism of the millennial and the Gen Z, but their form of communication, just they're more comfortable with text and email versus in-person communication. So it's something that I've had to, to instill in some of the younger engineers is, you know, pick up the phone or, or have a face-to-face. Another, another way that we've helped to try to, to speed up sense of urgency, basically, is collaboration tools, whether it be Teams or Slack, or there's several of them out there, whatever, whatever you know, form you want to use. It gives you that uh, ability to kind of be, quote unquote, in the room with a large group of people when you are distributed. So we, we still have some people who work remote periodically, hybrid, got some people in the plant back and forth. So being able to communicate on a project in a real-time basis showing a CAD model as it's rotating and, and, and there's people all over the United States all talking about this the, the same problem at the same time, it allows you to move a lot faster rather than saying, oh, well, when's everybody available for a meeting? Oh, then you know, not for another two weeks. So now we have to wait two weeks to have that meeting. So those are a couple of the tools that we've used to try to instill that sense of urgency. Well, I know a simple phone call can save a scad or tons of emails and, and texts. Because one question Yo. leads to another question leads to another question, and yep. you can wrap a lot of stuff up in a in a five minute phone call that would be multiple emails and and text messages. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Which is again going back to the Teams or Slack is again. There's even a trying to explain when to use an email and when to put it into Teams because if you're asking if you're asking a ten people their opinion on something, you send out an email, you're getting ten emails back, and then. The one guy who disagrees with the other person, now they're arguing about it. Now there's 15 emails, 20, 30, 40 on this chain. Whereas in a threaded conversation in Teams, you can kind of have that spirited debate, which we encourage. But at the end of the day, you've got the whole history all in one place and you can figure out where everybody landed, you know, at the very end. Well, another part of complacency can be absentee management. How can absentee management lead to complacency? Management has to be active, you know, in the lives of their employees. And some people immediately will equate that to micromanaging. And that's not what we're talking about here. We don't want to micromanage, but you have to be both that mentor and a sounding board. Many employees know the right things to do. They, they know what's really in their heart of hearts. They know what they need to do. They know they need to move forward with something, but they may be scared to act on it for fear of failure or just lack of confidence in their decision. So if you're there and not absent, it builds that trust that they're going to be able to come to you and say, hey, I'm thinking about that I need to do this or this vendor's not getting back to me and I've sent them three or four emails. I've left a couple phone calls. Maybe maybe I just need to drive up there and, and go visit them. Do you think that's right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. Why don't you go do that? So by being active and having that quote unquote open door policy and be able to you know, communicate with them, they feel more comfortable and they're going to be more likely to come to you and, and affirm the their sense of urgency. If you're not around and you can't talk and you can't talk to them, uh, excuse me, they can't talk to you, they're probably going to be a little bit more conservative. Yeah, there's a little substitute for face-to-face communication. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're speaking with Sean Dotson, former president of R&D Automation. Sean, is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to add? I would just recommend leadership at all levels to be bold and take initiative. You know, don't 
we, we know too many people who do the, we're going to call it the CYA route. You know, they're always, they're making decisions with, with fear as, as their motivator. And you can't have fear as your motivator or whether it's fear of getting in trouble or fear of failure or fear of just not looking dumb. I mean, I've asked, I've asked some really dumb questions in meetings before and people are like, you didn't know the answer to that, Sean? I'm like, well, I thought I did. I just want to make sure that I understand. A lot of times moving quickly, they think they can backfire, but I find that people, not only your bosses, but your clients and, and your partners, most of them will be impressed by initiative and, and willingness to act, even if it's not always perfect. So that's always just been something, a creed that I've lived my life by. Is let's go out, let's analyze the situation, let's make a decision, and let's move forward. And if we make a mistake, then I'll be the first one to apologize for that mistake, and let's figure out how to fix it. And certainly, I don't want to make the same mistake more than once. But more often than not, even if you're 99% correct, that's a whole lot better than just not making the decision because at that point, you're 0% correct. Yeah, there's just no getting around it. Lack of a decision is a decision. Absolutely. Sean, how can people get in contact with you? The best way is my email address is sean at automationama.com. Um, it's a small little podcast that I've kind of been doing, just trying to share some information with other automation professionals. Or you can always find me at LinkedIn uh, under Sean Dotson. Sean, thank you very much for joining us today on the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. Thanks for having me, Brian. My sincere thanks to Sean Dotson for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. In search, type BCF-ORG. Be sure to leave a space between BCF and ORG. Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Sean, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol's on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In the next episode, 62, our guest will be Doug Peacock, owner of Peacock Wealth Group, discussing your money. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You are never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCFORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.